Some say he's nuts. To the moon, Alice! Some say he's both. Muchas gracias. But everyone agrees he's America's most electric leading man. Mercy and home! He's... The all-new Johnny Five. Just look at these items. Increased memory, 500 megabytes online. I come with a utility pack. Dozens of gadgets for outdoor living. Lots of green pea stickers and even my own Nike swoosh. Now he's back and haywired for laughs in his newest motion picture adventure, Short Circuit 2. When it's all time, keep your anime card. Red card. Okay, all right, guys. Do your thing. Keep your eye on the current thing this is. Short Circuit 2. It's Domo Arigato, Mr. Robot Jun. Wait, Jun Otto is kind of better. Well, whatever it is. Don't don't worry. It's June one. We're gonna cram them all in you. That's right. Spoiler alert, I'm picking Bicentennial Man. Oh Oh, god. (laughs) Why? Because I've never seen it. If we watch Bicentennial Man, if I can find it, can we all watch? I'll send it to you guys. I'm sure I can find it probably on youtube can we watch this the hbo insider like 15 minute little documentary about the movie because it always made me so sad i think i brought it up on the show several times yeah i remember those things they had them for like every movie yeah they used to mila mamunos no this is she probably wasn't even born yet or no i'm sure she was born but uh no you never i guess you never had hbo they so like hbo would always have like back in the day they'd have um, I was poor too. We had a legal cable box. Nice. <laughs> um, See, we were just we were legal poor. We, yeah, like, we were, like, yeah, we, were poor. we were illegal poor. So anyway, they you know HBO. I guess it's still like this. I don't watch live HBO anymore. But like you know, you'd have a movie, and then they wouldn't just start the next movie right then and there. Like they'd have like space, and they'd show they'd show like upcoming movies that were going to come on HBO. They'd show like these little like independently made like behind the scenes of upcoming movies that they had stuff like that they were called like hbo inside i think Mm. but i have vivid memories of that bicentennial man one because you could just tell all these like artists and like special effects people like poured their heart and soul into this fucking piece of trash who made that movie you were in a lot i did yeah you made it I didn't see a dime from that movie. You were drunk. <laughs> just fucking go. Robin, just go. Just go. Hey. Robin hey, Mrs. Delphi, you're a Robin. I'm still not sure what I'm going to pick. I'll figure it out. Uh, so anyway, what did we watch this week, Gogs? We never even said that. We watched uh, Short Circuit 2. Uh, the Revenge. The movie, a movie I've, I've seen... So I've seen Short Circuit, Short Circuit 2 probably five or six times. Yes. I've never seen Short Circuit 1. You've seen Short Circuit 2 five or six times and you've never seen 1? Correct. So I this is a movie that I – Short Circuit 2, that is – is a movie I swear that I've seen, but, like, I couldn't rem- – I remember the ending. I remember him, like, catapulting himself to that boat. And I remember him having a gold, like being gold plated, but I remember an American citizen. I remember nothing else about this movie. Yeah, I remember him getting American. I remember him getting beat up as a no. kid. I remember that scarring me pretty bad. We'll get into that. Um, yeah, 
But I've seen Short Circuit One a ton because I loved that movie as a kid. That I thought like I thought Johnny Five was like the coolest fucking thing. I know nothing about Short Circuit One. But I feel like based on Short Circuit Two, I feel like Short Circuit One is like I feel like Short Circuit Two is like the the goon or the like the Gremlins Two or the Home Alone Two where you took a concept that was sort of in a smaller environment and you thrust it into a city. Uh, I, again, I don't remember, but I think so. I don't like short circuit one is, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I it's a, it's a movie about like the military industrial complex. Right. Like, these robots are supposed to be like killer robots and there's hundreds of them like ready to kill. Yeah. Johnny like, Five Johnny gets struck by lightning and gets AI. There's a lot of chappy in this movie, or I mean, I guess there's a lot of short circuit it, specifically short circuit two in uh chappy because it's like we'll get into about it about <laughs> consciousness and like what's well, in really, the, what, in what, the what fucking when the gang like convinces him to do crimes it's like that's exactly what happens in chappy was it pete Buttigieg? chippy 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 he's chippy be, be gay and do crimes uh, <laughs> um anyway uh alec what's your your personal history with the short circuit franchise um, I've seen both of them. I know I've seen them both because they were on. I don't think they were on HBO, but I think they were on Cinemax like a ton. <laughs> I can tell you, the, I saw it was the director's I, cut where Johnny Five fucks. I saw Short you. Circuit Two so much because it was on like WB. That's the reason I saw. Ah, okay, W Dumbia It was on fifty four or forty five. It was on one of those. It was like, maybe it's Fox. W N U V. Yeah. Um, w N U V. Yeah, I've seen them both multiple times, but I definitely remember this one more than the first one. Um, I know the first one had Steve Gutenberg. That's like all I really remember from it. Yeah, Gutenberg's in the first one. Fisher, yeah, Steve Gutenberg and Ali Sheedy. Fisher Stevens isn't the main character in the first one, right? He's like barely in it, if I remember correctly. In it, he's like an ancillary character, though. Right. Steve Gutenberg is the main character. Wow. I, are I, they the are they the people in Montana that shipped Johnny Five to Bend? Yeah. Okay. So this um, is. Go ahead. And when I looked, so I googled this last week, Google and I said it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, even better, it's on Netflix." So we couldn't find it on Netflix when I went to look. So I googled it again, and it said again, "It's on your Netflix." And I looked on Netflix and was able to find it. I click it, and it's not available for this region on Netflix. What the fuck? So oh. I don't have a VPN, so it must be, like, in Europe or Asia, like, on their Netflix or yeah. Canada or something. What sucks is I have a VPN, but it's one that uh, that doesn't, like, I can't use, I can't, I can't uh, use Netflix on the VPN because they, they tracked it. You have to get a different VPN. I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't care about it that much. <laughs> But uh, one weird thing I remember about Short Circuit that just totally doesn't mean anything to anybody. But I, I remember, like, I have like the worst memory probably of any living person besides maybe Joe Biden. And uh, I there's things that I remember from my past that are so weird, but I remember them like vividly. I was on a trip to like Florida or something when I was really little, and some weird fast food chain that we don't have up here like a, a steak and shake or, or one of those type places they had a, a movie 
promotional movie tie-in with Short Circuit 2. And I was like, I remember like, I don't know if you guys have like similar feelings when you were kids, but like the feeling of getting in your car and driving hours away from your home and then going to weird places and you felt like you were like in a different country and like, what's all this strange stuff? And I was like, this, like this weird, whatever it was, has short circuit toys. We don't have those up there. And it's like thinking it's like the most amazing thing because the world was so big back then. I can't remember. I think it was, it was, maybe it was Hardee's or maybe not Hardee's because we had Hardee's when we were kids. But yeah. Hardee's have short circuit toys though. It was, it was like along those lines. Like it might've been steak and shake, but it's definitely one of those, fast food places that was a and w or something well yeah and like I, back then you know i'm like a little kid i didn't realize that just like the stores that were around your house weren't just the stores in every state i didn't understand there was regional fast food chains things like that that's how i found out about pit beef i was like wait what do you mean you don't have that <laughs> right. uh, anyway. oh, we have something better we have barbecue sauce made with vinegar <laughs> uh, mm. no thank you that ain't better than pit beef. It's like the time I went to Louisiana and they tried to give me crabs that were fucking boiled. I was like, get this shit out of my fucking face. Get me this get this water bug away from me. Don't boil a fucking crab and ugh. It was disgusting. And they didn't season it. They like they gave it to you with butter like it was a fucking lobster. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean butter's probably- just to be clear, butter and steam crabs with some old bay. Good stuff. But, I mean, uh, big ups butter. Shout out butter. Yeah, but like, <laughs> if you only have butter, that get you know, get that shit out of my face. Yeah, anyway, uh, let's uh, let's do what we do. What we do when we do. Um, real quick, <laughs> we have uh, we have we have hit another milestone on movie the podcast. Ooh, a milestone one hundred and twenty five. What show? What show is it? Two twenty five. Jesus Christ, we've made 225 shows. You think we'd be Woo! good at it by now? That's like... If, that means we've like, watched like 220 movies. That's amazing. Plus all the other movies we talk, we've talked about. Thousands. Per person, so 12 movies an episode times 200 episodes. I don't know, 5,000 movies. You know, when... uh Joe. When, my, when, I, when I have to stop working from home and I go back to the office and I'm really hating life, I think I'm going to start a letterboxed for the movie, the podcast, and just go through every episode and just catalog, like catalog the whole thing, just to see what that looks like. Have you looked at the the Moho Radio website? I try not to. It's very ugly. Oh God, it's, <laughs> uh, it's awful. It's still got like Jack Ballard on there, yeah. a couple of ladies. I don't know who they are. Who used to have shows? I guess. Oh, uh, probably Kristen. Yeah. So like the hours, like the sheer. The, we put out ten days of raw content. That's crazy, right? It, uh, and if you listen to that all in this straight for ten days, you'd go insane. You just start jaking off. Well, yeah, you'd either go insane or just start jacking off. One or the other. I mean, incredi- I'm incredibly is- horny by these overweight men. Mm. And Sean's not here this week because I guess we had a scheduling confliction. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Sean. If you're listening to this, I th- I don't know. I'm sorry. I think, yeah, sorry, sorry, not sorry. What Dogs is blaming me, but I'm not sure how it's my fault. I know whose fault it isn't. You're the <laughs> you're the leader of the podcast, uh, right? Am I? You're the yeah, king dude. Of the cast. You're you're our James Hetfield. Oh, 
damn it. Well, I am the ta- <laughs> I am the table, so that makes sense. Yeah, right. I'm just a lowly Jason Newstead. <laughs> That's funny for reasons you don't understand. All right. Um, you do kind of look because he died in a bus accident. No, he's still alive. He's very much alive. <laughs> Who's the one that died in the bus accident? Uh, uh, fucking Cliff Burton. Slappy McGee. Uh, yeah, Slappy. His, Slappy uh, Cliff McGee. Burton, or as he was known to his friends, Slappy McGee. <laughs> uh, what'd you all watch this week? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, uh, I watched three things. Oh, dip. <laughs> And I know that uh, I sent this to you guys in the text, but I was I was lonely, you know. I miss my bros, and you know oh, that picture that, that picture all those fat guys jerking each other off. Oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, that was nice. No, um, I miss my bros, and I was on Amazon Prime, and I wanted to watch these movies, and they weren't available on Prime. So for each one of these movies, for each one, the only way I could watch them for free was to sign up for seven-day trials for three individual channels, which I would forget about, and automatically renew next month. I love you. So when I tell you you about the movies, I will also tell you about the channels I subscribe to, which, again, I will forget, and I will have, like, a $30 charge from Amazon next month and be like, what the fuck's this for? Mm. Uh, All right, so all three of them are good, so I don't know how I'm going to start. I'll start with uh, I'll I'll start with the first one first. That's a, a good place to start. Uh, I watched a movie called uh, Time Crimes. It's a terrible title. Um, Bad. It's directed by the guy that directed Colossal. Ooh, uh, that's a which movie. I think both of you have seen and, and liked. Uh, Time Crimes is a fantastic movie. Uh, it's Spanish. I think it's like like Spain Spanish. Well, what's um, it in Spanish? Excuse me. Tiempo criminio. No, it's it's actually is it does sound a lot better. It's like uh, I forget I forget, but it, it's like chrono criminiales or something like oh, that. Oh, that's even yeah. yeah. It's, Sean? It, it sounds fucking awesome. Um, but anyway, Time Crimes is the kind of movie that I love because it's well written, kind of high concept sci fi. It's a small cast. It's a very tight story, and as soon as it's over, you're like, you need to watch this again. Like it's, I don't want to give too much away, but basically all the, all that happens is this guy who just moved into his, a, a new house with his fucking smoke show wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he's this kind of, he's just an average guy. He's like, what I liked about it too is the lead is just this, this is something that would never happen in an American movie. So this guy is just like a normal, like late forties guy. Like he just looks like a normal dude. Like he's, he's kind of dumpy. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really particularly look like a, an actor. You know what I mean? He just looks like a normal guy right. so he's in his backyard. And all of a sudden he sees with his binoculars, cause he's a little bit of a pervert. I, <laughs> he sees this naked girl in the distance. And then he sees strange titties. You see strange titties, you investigate strange titties. And then everything really? just goes tits up from there. And, uh, it, he gets attacked by this guy wearing all these bandages. He gets stabbed in the arm then he he goes he he finds this fucking laboratory that this guy's like it'll be okay it'll be okay get in this machine <laughs> and the guy in the pink the fucking won't kill you then he he once he gets out of that machine 
the guy's like the guy that told him to get in the machines like who are you what is this like what's going on and he finds out that he he traveled two hours back in time and then it just goes from there oh and it's like fucking uh primer where you have um like going back in time creates another copy of you so it's primer rules okay i like that it's so good there's so many like twists and turns and it's funny because when you first see the movie when you first watch the you know as you watch it you think that you understand the loop so you're like okay this is gonna happen now and this is gonna happen now but the movie keeps throwing shit at you and you're like what the fuck like it's so tightly written i i just i loved it i but it's not it's not a mess it's not like no no it's clean it's like and it's it's i think it's a little over an hour and a half long it's like perfect perfect length uh <laughs> which i've never heard in my life nice <laughs> here's a question. question how much Thank you how much will time warden sean hate it i think sean will love it i think this is a, sh- a movie right up sean's alley I this think Sean his, his rules about time travel. Well, I know Sean is very hard on time travel, but I think he'll like this movie. I could be wrong. I mean, but I think honestly, like for me, like one of my favorite, if not my favorite time travel movie is primer. And this is, this is like, I would say it maybe obviously it's not as they don't get into like the, the technical aspects of, of time travel like they do in primer, but it's, it's on its level, I'd say. And it's stylish. Like the, a lot of the directing choices that the guy makes are interesting and even the the visual design even though it's just a guy in bandages like i love how he looks because like the bandages are are like pink and you find out why later and it's i don't know man it's a really really solid movie and it came out in like two, 2008 it's a movie that they had on netflix like when netflix became streaming um, they had it. I, I saw this this, one of their like OG libraries. Well, you everyone's probably seen this fucking uh the the little um like the title card that you scroll past. It's 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 a clock, but the oh, yeah. hands are the scissors. I've seen that a thousand times, and I went right past it because it sounds fucking cheesy. Time crimes. The, fucking, the picture, the, t- the name, the title is terrible, but like the fucking poster is kind of creepy. It looks it's, like a slash movie. I mean, it kind of is. It's it's great. I I, I loved it. I th- it's going to be weird this week because I'm usually so fucking negative, and I guess I will be later on in the show. But like, th- I watched three fucking bangers back to back to back, and I was like, oh. I felt like Homer Simpson when he was a food critic. Like everything's great. <laughs> what uh, what made you watch this? It's it's uh, a movie that so I'm in a, a bunch of film groups on Facebook, and this is a movie that I forget. Somebody dropped an article from some film thing and they they name this as one of the like if you were going the this was one of the five essential foreign films to watch and it's the only one on the list that i hadn't seen so i was like all right uh high tension was not on there citizen kane is american (laughs) in fact the the whole like (laughs) fucking spirit of the movie is about america (laughs) avengers endgame have you seen citizen kane (laughs) yeah a guy gets a sled I mean, that's not, no. <laughs> I mean, kind of, no. It's the cane from Citizen Kane. Wait a it's second. The There's no cane in Citizen Kane. That's a great joke. Uh, did okay. I, did you like... Any other questions about, about time crime? I highly recommend it. I think both of you need to watch it. This was available on the 
oh what's it called it's called like monsters and monsters and <laughs> phantoms channel or some stupid shit. awful yeah it sounds like a subscription box yeah it was bad it, it's uh yeah it's called like Mo- monsters and something i was like okay so i'm subscribed to that now for like four bucks a month what was your question guys i'm sorry did i like did what you what's the um what's the ethan hawk time travel movie I loved it. We talked about it on the show. Uh, well, I just pre- can't remember the title. I remember liking it too, but I just can't remember pre- the title. Predestination? Is that it? Wasn't that? It's got a real like simple title. Do you, do you recall that, Alec? I if only you had a computer in front of you. <laughs> I think it's called Predestination. I, I remember liking it quite a bit. I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, Ethan Hawke, Sarah Snook. Yeah, yep. it's really good. Predestination. An- another classic Ethan Hawke banger. And a those... man who's had the best back nine of all cinematic history. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, too. had a much better career than I ever anticipated for him. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, too, Predestination. I, thought he was kind of a, I honestly thought he was kind of a Streisand, but he's really rocking the <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. That's great, great quote. If I remember correctly, too, Predestination has strike against it because if I remember correctly, it's directed by the, the guys that directed fucking uh that awful zombie movie undead i think it's called undead with the shotgun oh, sucks we're and then, like floating in the air and then they we also they also di- i know we did they also directed that daybreakers movie that's about like vampires that like take over the whole world how we crazy ethan hawk month and how crazy does that john brown ethan hawk movie look it looks pretty crazy <laughs> Uh, like, we, need to, we need to we need to get an Ethan Hawk month Ethan Hawk month going. I'd be yeah, having fun stuff on here. I'd love to watch. You know, Ethan Hawk deserves it. All right. So the next movie that I watched Valerian for the show. Oh God! Uh, How about Deck the Hawk? Deck the that's pretty good. I'd Would you be that, okay with that? With that replacing Decembers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay. with that. Was that all bear? Was that all bear movies, or is that all just husky gay men movies? Both, I think. I don't remember. Um, okay, so the next movie that I watched is a movie. I really wish Sean was here. Um, so Sean, his, actually, Sean's father recommended this movie. It's called Kill List, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if I started even watching the wrong movie, but years ago, I'm talking like three, four years ago, I started watching this movie and I hated it and I turned it off. Mm. And for whatever reason, this movie Kill List, it, again, it's called Kill List. It, it, it's been talked about a bunch in these, again, these Facebook film groups I'm in and they're like, this is a movie that's like, it, it's got like a sucker punch ending. Like it's, it's, it's like a, a gut punch, I should say, not sucker punch to confuse. I was going to say, that but, movie sucks. No. Uh, <laughs> It's a movie you have to see. And I was like, I could have sworn I watched that and I, I couldn't get into it anyway. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch it. So to watch Kill List, I had to subscribe to IFC Independent. <laughs> so I have to get, I'm on the hook for that for seven bucks a month. Hell um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Kill List is a movie that I, I'm not going to talk a lot about because it's a movie that you don't really understand what kind of movie it is until it's literally over and you're like, uh, holy fuck, like that. That blew my, the movie literally blew my fucking mind. Like the ending of this movie, it's like, holy, it makes you recontextualize the entire movie. Like it, it's unreal. Um, but the basic premise is 
it's these uh, these two guys who are it's it's a British movie. I, my my only complaint is this movie is so British. You might need to turn the subtitles on because the lead actor who does a great job, but his accent is impenetrable. Like it is so British. Um. Anyway, real Liza Doolittle. It's dude. It's like I don't know if you <laughs> like. I always compare it to. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Sexy Beast, but like, oh yeah, the first time I saw Sexy Beast. Like the first ten minutes of dialogue, I'm like, "What the fuck are they saying?" Like, I don't under- I know they're speaking English, but I can hardly understand what the fuck they're saying. Another great movie, by the way, Sexy Beast. That movie's fantastic. Is that, is that Kingsley? Yeah, he plays a guy named Logan. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, so Kill List is about these two guys that are like ex special forces, um, and they they've retired. They're back at home. But now, like the the one guy, the the main actor, basically is like like what what's happened to him? Being a soldier has just like wrecked him, and he's like destructive, and he drinks, and he's not great with his family. But then you find out that him and his buddy have become uh, hired killers, basically. And his wife is like their, I don't know, like their quest giver. I don't know what the, the right word would be. Um, so they end up they end up uh, signing this deal with this weird shady old man to kill a bunch of targets. Uh, the first guy's a priest and I'll just leave it at that. It gets fucking wild from there. This movie is so good. Um, the acting is fantastic. It feels fucking natural. Um, apparently like watching the credits. So this guy named a guy named Ben Wheatley wrote and directed this. But I guess in the opening, in a bunch of the scenes, I don't know if it's, I shouldn't just say the opening. In a bunch of these scenes, I guess he let a lot of the actors just ad lib. And what results is a lot of really natural feeling conversation uh, because the screen, the the credited writers are Ben Wheatley and the cast. So it's like, I I think the movie's way too tight for it to have been improv all the way through but I can definitely see like there's like a bunch of party scenes that are trying to establish the couple's relationship and things like that. I bet a lot of that was ad-libbed and it's done really well. Um, This ending is something else. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's a movie. Like I, I know a thing that I've hate and I talk about all the time is I hate when a movie holds my hand. This movie does not hold your hand at all. Mm -hmm. There is never. So like, I, I've talked about it uh, again. I've talked about it on the show a lot, but my, my only minor gripe with hereditary, which I love, I think hereditary is an amazing movie. I hate that voiceover at the end when, uh, when what's his name? Pete has, has met his followers and all, and he's become payment or whatever. I hate that little tiny voiceover. That's a person telling you exactly what's happening in the scene. I can't stand it. Well, this movie doesn't have any of that. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, wait, what happened? Like, I don't like this because I don't, it didn't explain shit. <laughs> and I loved it because it makes you think. It makes you like, once it's over, you're like, oh, like they give you all the information. It's not, it's not like an art film where it's, you know, stuff's got to be left to interpretation. They give you all the clues of what was happening the entire time, but it's, it's definitely nothing to be missed. And now I am definitely going to investigate Ben, ben Wheatley's other films. He's got a film on Amazon Prime that's called A Field in England, which is supposed to be really good. I haven't seen that yet, but I'm definitely going to dive into that. Uh, so Kill List, 
like 10 stars out of five. It's amazing. I loved it. Um, and that again is brought to you by UFC independent seven ninety nine a month on Amazon prime UFC independent or IFC. <laughs> Oh, Dana, like, White. Dana White. Dana White. Really Dana White. Dana White's got his own film production company. <laughs> I just see God's eyes get real wide. You what watch. You, you watch like a. You watch an independent film, and then you watch like an old Anderson Silva fight. Yeah, everything's got starring Tito Ortiz. Oh God, can you imagine? Uh, all right, and lastly, I watched Takashi Miike's newest movie. It's called First you Love. Make a movie every week. Yeah, pretty much. Um, this movie came out the end of last year, I think. Um, in the before times, yeah, right. It, this movie is available through a channel called Hiya. Kid you oh not, Hiya, like you're making the karate chop in your backyard. Um, this is available. Or your dojo. This is available for five ninety nine uh, a month on Amazon Prime. Uh, but anyway, um. First Love is Takashi Miike's riff on sort of true romance, like the 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 Ooh. fucking Tarantino movie, uh, or the Tony Scott movie, I guess. It's excellent. It's it's uh, everything you like from Takashi Miike. It's it's a crime movie where you got the yakuza like in on a crooked drug deal with crooked cops. Then you got the fucking triads coming in and double crossing them, and then there's. Like, it's just everyone is fighting everyone else. And then there's this boxer, this kid that's a boxer, and he gets kind of tangled in the middle of all this, trying to rescue this girl that's a prostitute that's, like, just cracked out of her mind on drugs because her father sold her into, like, sex slavery. Um, And that's just your tipping off point. Like, the movie goes uh, 100 miles an hour. It's one of these movies where once it starts, it just, like, doesn't let up. There's great action in it. There's great comedy. Um, there's there's one of the best match cuts I've seen in a very long time. The movie opens on a montage. Kind of reminds me of uh, Takashi Miike's Dead or Alive, where there's a bunch of shit happening in the montage. But one of the things that they focus on is, again, this kid's a boxer. So he's in the ring and he's fighting. And he gives this guy, like, this huge punch in the face. And then it match cuts to this guy getting his head cut off and his head flying in the street as it's decapitated. And it's like the most satisfying match cut because it's like that, like his face is hit and then you just see a head roll. So it's like, it's so great. Like um, he made this with a budget. You can tell this was produced through a Toei film. So, I mean, obviously it's probably a tiny budget compared to like a real American budget. He probably made this for like $10 million, but I mean, it looks well, Japanese ones are always smaller, right? Well, especially his. I mean, he famously said, if you gave me a million dollars, or if you made, if you, he, what was his old quote that I love so much? He said, if you gave me $30 million to make a movie, I'd make 30 movies. With your big American budget. Yeah, he doesn't, I mean, he's, they're very, he's very efficient. Like he, well, he also has like a bunch of projects he wants to do. So like if he signs like studio deals, he's like the reason he can make so many movies is because he'll always be under budget because he shoots fast and he's efficient. But anyway, true uh, first love is really good. Like I, I you can rent it on uh, YouTube. Also, I found out, but it's good. It's funny. I mean, there's some gags in this movie that are fucking just hysterical. There's this one guy. Like, Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, is it like, is it, is it, is it Takashi Miike weird or is it pretty straight? 
It's pretty straight. I mean, there are there's weird things that happen. Like there's this part where, so this this one guy who betrays the yakuza. It's all about this drug deal. That's like the central plot of the movie. And there's this yakuza guy that's like betrays the yakuza, and he's just a fuck up, and he keeps accidentally killing people. It's fucking hilarious. And at one, at one point, he's getting shot at by the Yakuza, and they're in the car with, the again, the, the, the doped-up girl and the boxer and his crooked cop friend. And anyway, so at one point, he gets shot, and the drugs that are in his, his – uh, the drugs that are in his, on his person, like, splatter everywhere. Like, they, the, the powder goes all over him. And then, of course, the girl who's, like, a drug addict, like, sees it, and she's, like, she wants the drugs because she's just hopelessly addicted. But so she starts like she starts trying to like kind of like brush it like pull it together and it pulls it together like on his like cock like on his pants and his crotch and he's like he goes from going he goes from going no 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 you can't have the drugs to like and again keep in mind that this guy at this point has already been shot like three times all like he thinks that she's gonna start blowing him and he's like oh okay you can do that I'm already getting hard so much stupid like i don't know there's like moments uh it's it's really good i loved it i i fucking loved it and i whoever the dickhead on imdb that said it was not it was it was just passe for takashi miike i don't know what this guy wanted because i i thought it was i thought it was a lot of fun uh so yeah uh those are three movies that (coughs) are all bangers kill list first love and uh the other one (laughs) <laughs> which i already forgot three movies uh what was the what was the third one time crimes time yeah. crimes so watch all of those i i give them all high reviews gogs i watched uh two things two things um one um kind of ruined my perception of what i thought i loved and uh <laughs> The other one was something I, I liked. So um, both so, of them were both, both, neither are new to me. So I watched sex and then butt sex. Right. One thing I watched you, uh, you loved. And then one thing you learned you loved. Uh, I watched uh, blood sport cannons, blood sport. Uh, that movie's not as good as I remember. Like I still love it. I still have like, you know, uh, I still have affection for it in my heart, but it is bad. And like, it's kind of slow and more boring for a karate movie than I kind of remembered. So can I ask a question to the room? Because it's something I was thinking about when you sent a text about this. And it's something I think about a lot when we watch, we we've watched a bunch of movies that we used to think we liked as kids. What about these movies transfixed us? as kids because i feel like kids have shorter attention spans but i remember I think, liking blood sport i don't I remember it the, being boring at all i think it was the spectacle and it was it was the first one of those movies i had seen maybe yeah maybe right? that's it like you, didn't I have, wasn't, you didn't have much to compare it to right i don't have like a very deep bench in that regard and i'm like look at them they're fighting on a platform and it's like he's, he's be beating ass and like look at the splits <laughs> But like, yes. but you don't Scott like. You don't think, always goes for the splits. Like you don't, you don't take a step back and appreciate just like how. And maybe it's not. It's not boring. It's not right. like super boring, but it's like, 
so poorly acted, directed, scored, and edited <laughs> that like everything that, about it is bad. Yeah, who like, directed just, it? Is it anybody um, of any note? It is. Uh, that's a great question. It I'll was, look it up. You keep talking. Steven Spielberg. Um, it's not Andrew. It's, just, it's not that guy. And the guy that directed Cyborg is it? Piang, I think his name was. No, because that movie's. I hope not, because that movie's bonkers. It's cyborg, like, right? Like this movie's just like, like Newt, the Newt Arnold, Newt Arnold. <laughs> so like this movie from OK USA to like just all of the, like the the karate fight scenes are okay, but they're not, they're not like you, like when you're a kid you watch them you're like okay that's pretty cool and then you get to see like undisputed. Or, like, anything with Scotty Karate, and you're like, oh. Or anything made in, like, Malaysia, and you're like, oh. Or like even this. at the time, like, any of the, like... But at the time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, because so, your exposure to, to, like, karate movies back then is pretty limited. It's pretty limited. Like, you get Karate Kid, you get this, you get Kickboxer, which I'm scared to go back to. Like, I remember... Um, I remember for me... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I remember that, for me when I was... I don't know, pretty young. When I discovered like Hong Kong like kung fu movies like Jackie Chan stuff, like not the early Jackie Chan stuff, but like the stuff he did in like the 80s, like that shit like I I didn't I couldn't process it. It was so good. You know what I mean? Because you're right. you're used to the Van Damme like one kick kind of one block like and then you see Jackie Chan and it's just like the choreography of movements right it's just so much more and like but even then like i couldn't see that stuff you couldn't go rent that stuff at the fucking local video store like i didn't see you know drunken master 2 stuff like that until i got into like bootleg anime and then that led into like bootleg hong kong movies like it's just we didn't have the access to that kind of stuff back then. Like, right. It, like, I don't know if it's like, you got to appreciate for what it was at its time, right? Like old school hip hop, like run DMC and stuff. I mean, objectively is not as, you know, not as, uh, it's good and it's, you know, nostalgic, but like from a, from a, how do I say this? Attack. From like a lyrical standpoint stuff, it's like, it's very slow and deliberate. And I just wish rappers do it. I just wish rappers nowadays would tell them, tell me who they are and what they're here to say. That's all I want to. Right. I mean, but like, I mean, think about it. Like, that's after, so hard. Like, how do you keep them down on the farm after they've seen the raid? Like, <laughs> right, what are right. you gonna do? Like, <laughs> how are you gonna so, send them back to the farm after they've seen Carl Hungus? So <laughs> it's one of the best. Got, that's one of the I best lines. Line. So, like, I oh. think that's part of the problem. Like, and, like, the score is just, it's almost, like, porno, 1970s porno level on the nose. Like, it's, they had that Kumite song, and I listened to the whole thing during the credits. It has one verse that it repeats three times. <laughs> like, they didn't plan for anyone to listen to that whole song. But Bolo Young's um, pretty great. You gotta, Bolo give, it, Young's good you gotta in it. give it up for Bolo Young. Yeah. Um, the police, the, the movie opens with them losing Frank Dukes in a shower at his army base. And for some reason, the colonel or whoever's in charge of keeping Frank Dukes there, because they know he wants to go to Hong Kong, they had to ADR his entire, like, three sentences, because I guess they couldn't get a good take out of him. To be fair, uh, they should have probably ADR'd every line. <laughs> like, literally, le- like, legitimately, the best actor, the only person that's really 
selling out and putting it all on the table in that entire movie is Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, he's great. That guy's great. He's, he's the only one where you're like, yeah, that's a believable performance. Like, that's how a human would act. Like, speaking, that's okay. Speaking of canon movies that were dubbed, have either one of you seen Ninja with uh, Franco Nero? No. So, no. like, Franco Nero is an Italian man. Like, he, he played Django. Uh, he, he was in he was in Django Unchained. He's the guy right, that he the bar, right? Right. He's the guy that says the D's silent or whatever. So yeah. anyway, so he's in a movie called Ninja, which is fantastic. It's a canon movie, but they didn't like the fact that he had a fucking Italian accent, so they redubbed him. The, like no one else in the movie is redubbed except for him, and it's so fucking weird and distracting. Like well, I, I highly, they should have done it with Van Damme. I'm shocked they didn't. Well, what's I mean at that point, Van Damme has done some stuff. No, right? no, 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 no. No, that was his. What? That was his breakout role, dude. No way. Absolutely, really? absolutely. Oh. I think it was that. Then Kickboxer. Maybe Kickboxer came out like the same year or something. But he was definitely a nobody. Like he's in like breaking. He's either in breaking one or breaking two. He's like a dancer. Like, it, did you watch he's the breaking? You're right. Bloodsport's definitely his first. Uh, if you watch that uh, Canon documentary, they said he literally used to just show up at the Canon office like every day and do splits until they put him in a movie. His <laughs> second, his second credited role is in a movie called Monaco Forever from 1984. His oh, I, his his, <laughs> his name in the movie is Gay Karate. Yeah, so man. I guess <laughs> Karate Gay Man. So he's got. Well, so, he was also yeah. in. He was in Predator, technically. Technically, he was in the suit for like some of it, right? Like they, I don't. Until he got tired of it and left. Yeah. And then they got Kevin, what's his name, to be Predator. Dominic. Um, nice. But so I mean, like, yeah, I. Like the whole bit at the end where he's kind of blinded, and then the fact that they had the flashback where he's sort of maybe mentally handicapped, <laughs> like it's just all. Pretty weak, and I, I don't know if some of that is based on them trying to be like true to the the, the real tale of Frank well, Dukes. The, the real tale is total bullshit. Yeah, he's a liar, right? Like, he's a, I'll, I'll send you some videos. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that have done like huge exposés on what a fucking liar Frank Dukes is. So, um, so that was sort of disappointing. Um, but then I watched Black Dynamite. Oh, that's a good one. And that movie's still fun. Like, that's just, like, I don't think you have to have, like, I think to really enjoy that movie, though, you have to have, like, an appreciation for, like, those movies from the 70s. So, like, absolutely. Because it's not just, like, it's not just mocking, it's not mocking that story. It's mocking, it's not just mocking the story, but it's also mocking the production and, like, the way the story is told. It's almost like an homage. I wouldn't say it's it, mocking it. It's sort of well, not, re- not, reveling right. in how cheesy they used to be. Yeah. Right. But like the whole bit where he's like, where the booms in the shot and you can see him staring <laughs> at it, like getting out of the shot. And the part where like, he like comes into the room and it's like militant turns around surprised. Like the guy's <laughs> reading his cues. Weren't they going to make a black dynamite too? They should. I, I remember great. seeing that like posted a bunch, and I don't think anything ever came of it. It's a shame. Michael Jai White's fantastic. We've said this. You watch Michael Jai White, Michael Jai White karate after watching Van Dam karate, and you're like, oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Michael Jai White's amazing. He really 
we talked about it on the we talked about it on the show a ton, but that guy should have been a much bigger actor than he ever turned out to be. That guy's I don't know how the MCU missed him. Like they really should have had him be somebody. Yeah. And, and he, he can act. Like he can legitimately he act. He's a good actor. Like I it's it's confounding that that guy didn't become like a huge star because he's great. Anyway, anything else, guys? No, that's everything I watched. Out. I watched 75 things. Three. I'm currently watching something right now. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I'm I'm watching a Disney movie on my phone <laughs> while we record. Nice. Um, uh, one thing I don't know if I've seen before, one thing I've seen several times, and one thing that was new. Um, the thing I'm not, I don't know if I'd seen it before. I think after watching it, I had seen parts of it. Right. But not the whole thing was an Orange County. I don't think I've ever, that's with oh, the, Tom oh, Hanks' Tom. son. Yeah, it's got him and Jack, Jack Black. Black. Uh, John Lithgow is in it. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. I remember the poster. I don't think I've ever seen the movie. It's not bad. Like I feel like that was one of like those quintessential indie movies from like Yeah, I remember the ninety nine to two thousand two, like one of those Gogs, are you eating during the show? Yeah. <laughs> one of those independent movies that like you kind of saw everywhere, but I never just got around to watching it maybe. Yeah, I, I feel, like, like... I feel like I've seen like bits of it on like TBS or TNT or something here and there, because there were definitely a few scenes I remembered, but a lot of scenes that I did not. What's the plot? I don't even remember what the plot. Yeah, is. I don't. I... So Colin Hanks is like a burner, burnout surfer with his friends. Uh, one of his friends dies surfing, and he finds a book on the beach that, when they're having his memorial, that changes his life. He cleans up his act and decides he wants to be a writer. He applies to Stanford so he can work with the writer who wrote that book who teaches at Stanford, the school uh, guidance counselor, I guess, is a Lily Tomlin, and she sends some, like, full-on burnout druggies transcripts instead of his. So they think that he has terrible grades, but actually he has, like, really good grades. And he is on a mission to try to get them to admit him and talk to like the dean of admissions. So he's got a show. Who's Harold he's... Ramis? Who was very funny. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Shout out to a real one. Mm. So Jack Black is the burnout, I assume. No, Jack Black is plays his brother. He is a oh. burnout, but movie's kind of full of burnouts. Um, but Jack Black plays his brother, and the, the movie's it's fine. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> perfectly watchable and all the everybody's funny in it like it's not anything out of this world though yeah i don't know what it is about that movie i feel like the advertising for that movie must have been through the roof because that's something i remember i remember that movie like very well without seeing the movie like i just remember it being a thing like you know i feel like that was at the that was at the like the um the beginning of Jack Black being a big actor, like yeah, because it came out in like uh, two thousand or two thousand one, I want to say, and yeah. right before he like hit it big or right in tandem with uh, him hitting it big, somewhere right around that same time. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, so, how did you watch that? 
Um, I'm pretty sure on Amazon. You have to subscribe to Haya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was on Haya. <laughs> this came out in 2002. Funny thing about Haya, looking through their catalog, mostly. God. Sorry. I'll let it pass. The funny thing about Haya is looking through most of their catalog, it's not martial arts films. It's just like Asian films, which is films, super racist. There's no fucking karate movies in this, but it's called Haya. All right. So Orange County, then you yeah. watch Little Women. I, know, I, guess he, uh, I guess he had some other stuff, but. A lot of it, I think, was just roles where he was only almost like a cameo. Well, yeah, remember, he was Barely in, like, in. a bunch of movies, but he was, like, yeah, he, like, he's in The Net. You remember that movie? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, he's in, uh, cause, not Conspiracy Theory. Uh, someone with Will Smith. Enemy of the State. Enemy of the, oh, God, that movie sucks. He plays, like, a hacker in that movie. That's right. Mm. That movie fucking sucks. Um, second thing Batman. I watched was uh, Tom Hanks' directorial debut. Uh, that thing you do, I love that movie. I never. I, movie. I really still love that movie. That I was worried you're going to say you didn't like it. Oh, I love that, that movie. movie. Is great. I've seen that movie a bunch. I might even own it, but it was on Amazon, and, and that I, movie holds up. It's still really funny. No, I like that movie a lot, and the music in the, is really good in that movie. I forget who yeah. it is. There's somebody, somebody famous, like wrote all those songs. Adam Schlesinger. Who's in? He's in another. He's in a real band, right? He just died. He's the Fountains of Wayne. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He just I, died from COVID. Like yeah. a month ago. R.I.P. Oh. No, I really like that movie. I I think that movie is great. That's a it's movie a that it's a movie that like nobody talks about either. Like it's I don't know. I think it's a solid movie. It's like it's got four leads who like never did anything like. It yeah. feels like they should have been on the cusp of like stardom, all of them. Yeah. But most of them only did a few other little things, and then the one guy didn't do anything. Yeah. Like Steve Zahn and Ethan Embry both had like really short runs, and uh, Tom Everett Scott, they all had short runs as like leading men, but then they all kind of faded away. And then the fourth guy who plays like the dick lead singer, like he. Yeah, he just went away know. completely. He, not, right? he didn't do anything. Yeah. As far as I know. I didn't, yeah, fun. For some reason, I didn't realize Tom Hanks directed that movie. He wrote it and directed it. Huh. He wrote and it. Star, owner, player, yeah, coach. And star yeah, he's the manager. He, yeah. he apparently wrote it. I was reading the IMDb like trivia stuff. He wrote it in his downtime on Saving Private Ryan. Because huh. between scenes that he wasn't in, he was so bored he started writing a movie. Huh. Well, good for him. It's a solid movie. It's, it's one of those movies that I feel like it should be talked about a lot more because it's really it's really solid. Like I really like it, and I think like it's got a lot of heart. Like I don't know, it's, it's yeah, it's got a lot of heart, but it's not like super cheesy or like overly. No. Well, like, I, I, I'm also a sucker for like rock and roll movies, and that's what this like. I don't know, I I love that movie. I really do. It's a movie that uh, that I really dig a lot. I should probably rewatch it. What's that on? Is that on anything? I'm pretty sure we watched it on Prime. I need to rewatch it. I start Is that what you watched in the backyard on the on your? When'd you get a projector? Yeah, that shit's sweet, uh, we've, dude. We've had the projector for a, uh, we've had it for like a month, but it just hasn't worked out where we've been able to set it up and use it. Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice. Um, no, that is not what we watched in the backyard. We watched a movie called Coffee and Kareem. That is a Netflix original. Sounds mm. like a buddy cop movie from the seventies. 
kind of is. How where Ed Helms is the cop and the buddy is Taraji P. Henson's kid. Who he's banging Taraji P. Henson and then he has to like take care of the kid. Okay. I think it, we watched this Saturday night. And in this movie there is And it's just it just ended before the show. <laughs> in this movie there is a lot of jokes about racial profiling oh. and police brutality. Read the room movie. <laughs> like and because I remember seeing like the ads for it on Netflix probably a couple of months ago. Yeah. But then it got buried. Like, yeah. I don't know how Stacy found it. And I was like, yeah, I remember seeing things for it. Um, but it's, it, it has potential to be funny, but it, right now is not the climate for that movie to come out. No. No. Like, Ed Helms is funny. Taraji P. Henson is funny. The bad guy is the, uh, lady from, uh, Glow, the blonde, who's in everything now all of a sudden. Uh, Betty Liberty Bell. Liberty um, Bell? Yeah. Oh my Gimkin, Gipkin, something like that. It's like I, Betty Gilpin or Gipkin. Gip Gilpin. Or She's so like hot. She's got um, such tremendous cans. David Allen Greer's in it for a little bit, and he's really funny. I like David Allen Greer. He's got, like, so his head is shaved, and he has this huge white beard, and it looks crazy. It looks absolutely insane. Um, yeah, I don't know if I want to see cop movies right now. It's like how I felt about I that. Not... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Huh? I cannot give it a good... Uh, a good recommendation um, just based on the subject matter. Yeah. It's like, remember that movie that they, they, they fucking advertised for, I felt like a year and then it came out and went away with the, with black Panther where he was a cop and like, he was looking at, he was trying to find like, like Taylor kitsch and some other guy. Yeah. Like even back then I was like, I don't, like it's so. This is about a cop that oversteps his bounds. Yeah, no thanks. Like I don't want to see that. Like uh, this is this is not the time. That movie, like you want to talk about a movie that faded into the ether fast. I, I it, like that movie came came out and then just like, yep. Because it was I I don't know if it was good or not. I didn't see it, but it was gone quickly. But the whole ad campaign was the same trailer over and over, and yeah. just huge shots of it saying. Written and directed, or from the creators, the or from the, yeah. From, yeah, from the people who brought you Avengers and Infinity War. And like, that was basically it. their whole ad campaign. Like, you like yeah. that? Watch this. Yeah, and you put Black Panther in it. Who's who's great? He's a really good actor. I love that guy. Yeah, but uh, it's a really good actor. All right. Well, since Sean's not here, uh, because he's he's fucking crocodiles or whatever. Or as he likes to call them, cockodiles. What did we watch? What did we watch, Gog's Short Circuit 2? What happened in this movie? What didn't happen in this movie? This, uh, is, this is the movie of a thousand plots. Let's see. You've got... <laughs> There's uh, so many plots in this movie. Like four. You've got, a, you've got a white dude who's uh, in brown face pretending to be Indian trying to hawk tiny robots on a street corner in New York next to Michael McKeon who's trying to hawk Rolexes. Who, pause, um, I love. I love Michael McKeon. 
Oh, who doesn't love? He Michael always McKee? makes me like I. He makes me as soon as I saw he's in this movie, I was like, oh, this can't be that bad. It's got Michael McKee in it. When the other, when the other guy, when the guy who owns Radio Shack showed up, I was like, that's two Christopher Guest people. I, Is this a Christopher Guest movie? I was. I thought it's funny. You know, you and I are both like such big fucking Christopher Guest nerds because he's not even like a major guy, but he shows no. up in all the movies. He was in Mighty Wind, and he was yeah. And I thought I saw I thought the same thing. I was like, I wonder if McKeon just got him that role, or they're probably right. all friends. So, 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 uh, turns out that uh, Benjamin Javid Javed, whatever, uh, Fisher Stevens, yep. character, yeah. uh, he comes across uh, a, a, a woman who's like a toy buyer who's also into old rock and roll. And she's on, you know, thin ice with her boss because she can't find the hot toy for Christmas. Okay. And she's like... Yeah, and then she decides that she's just, like, this... Her job is ludicrous. So, like... Well, no, it's an actual... I mean, that's a job. Like, Okay. Fair enough. But her, like... She's, like... She just happens to, like, walk out on the street. And she's, like, I'm gonna... This guy that's selling these robots, like, on a table in the middle of New York... I'm going to get him to like, to like buy a thousand robot or I'm going to buy a thousand robots from him. Cause I, well, I the, like, well, the robot wandered into her office by accident. Like one of the mini ones scooched yes. in there. So much. I desperately want, by the way, is one of those. Yeah. Little and well, he's only selling them for 19 bean. Michael McKeon jacks it up to, you know, 50, 50 a pop. Michael, McKean, Michael, Michael McKean, McKean, who doesn't know him at all, he just happens to be hawking Rolexes on the I street. I like Michael one. McKean's character. He slides in. He makes himself part of the deal. There's a whole drop subplot where he owes a loan shark a bunch of money. Um, there's there's like an incredibly dropped racist line that he throws out where he talks about the city and how it's, quote, back to the jungle times out there. Yikes. Oh. Now, meanwhile, early '90s folks. Meanwhile, you find out that the bank across the street uh, is is holding on to some super diamonds for some sort of display, <laughs> yeah. and you've got diamonds. you got two like you got the fucking wet bandits in the basement of this condemned building trying. Thank to Thank you. Dig. That is exactly what they. I, I was thinking the same thing. They are they are the fucking wet bandits, and they're fucking trying to dig a tunnel. Across a New York City street, which I'm sure is lined with pipes, they kind of touch it with their weird computer jargon. And then I would love to know what their plan was to cut through what looked like two feet of steel <laughs> to get into that vault. <laughs> but anywho, that's their plan. But all of a sudden, Ben and Michael McKeon and a bunch of slave labor immigrants—I'm not 100% sure what—move into the building to start making Johnny Five robots because the toy buyer convinced him to make a thousand of them 50 bucks a piece for a fifty thousand dollar windfall yeah and he needs to do it in 30 days and he figured that out on his touch tone calculator which is Chekhov's touch tone calculator right. because that comes back later well also um, michael mckeon bought this building by telling a loan like getting the lo- money from a loan shark so there's two ticking clocks in this this movie right away also this movie is I thought this movie was a kid's movie. It's even labeled as children's movie. But Michael McKeon meets this guy at a strip club. <laughs> like, there's a lot of, like, adult shit in this movie where I'm like, this is for kids? Yeah. So then so then all of a sudden they've got to figure out how to, like, so the, the wet band is trying to threaten them to get them to leave so they can still do their heist um, through 
through a series of foibles, but then the they smash up all their stuff, but then they get out of nowhere, they get Johnny Five in a box, a shipping container from Montana. Then he starts building robots. Then people get threatened. Then he goes out and steals a bunch of car stereos and gets painted up and becomes a colors wearing member of Los Lobos. Um, Los Lobos kick big, your butt to the moon or some bullshit. Los Lobos kick your ass. Los Lobos kick your face. Los Lobos kick your balls into outer space. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So then, and then at some point, Johnny Five is going to get hocked to <laughs> yeah, some yeah. sort of technology corporation because Michael McKeon wants $11 million. Meanwhile, the bank is trying to invite them into their local, like, uh, I don't know, Chamber of Commerce. Meanwhile, Meanwhile Fisher Stevens is trying to get a... trying to bang this broad. Who is, like, super cute, by the way. She does take her gear off. Yeah, um, not in this film. But not, not in this. <laughs> so then all of these things culminate with various dates and things. They actually make the thousand robots. Like, that gets stomped on. Like, they deliver on the thousand robots. Like, because yeah, Johnny... I, I, like, I had a schedule. Johnny Five is just... Johnny Five can just make the robots. Turn them out cranking them out also and i don't then, think did you ever i don't think you said that johnny five was mailed to fisher stevens hey, he shows him in a box yeah he shows him in a fucking box now after they deliver the robots the criminals are like let's see if we can the, the banker's like let me because he's part of the criminal cabal la cabal Kabbalah, whatever he yeah. um Kabbalah harris he uh he convinces Johnny Five to do the rest of the digging and cut through the vault so that Benjamin will have a safe place to be if the thugs ever come back. Meanwhile, Michael McKeon and Fisher Stevens get locked in a sushi restaurant <laughs> or something. And because now he's going to miss his second date with this girl, which he inexplicably got. And in order to tell well, he, her he where they are... He didn't inexplicably get it. He got it because... Uh, Johnny Five was his uh, Sergio de Bergerac or whatever, and was like coaching. They did that old, that Cyrano. whole Cyrano de Bergerac. Thank you. <laughs> the guy with the big nose. That that Steve Martin movie. Uh, um, but he like coached. He coached uh, Fisher Stevens on how to get a girl. <laughs> so that was another subplot. Yeah. So anyway, you get um, but that doesn't even work. Like that blows up in his face. Because uh, the robot is a universal remote that can control anything. Yeah, anything electronic. So they convince the robot. So they're locked in this thing. They start using his touchtone calculator to send a bunch of musical clues to his would-be girlfriend who uses a Russian cabbie to drive. I don't even, they must have known exactly where Duwa's Chinese is because they were able to give, you know, go to Broadway, go to 16th, drive to the docks, like, Come yeah, on, they had the map. They had the map of it because they had the uh, takeout menu in the freezer with them. Oh, they yeah. knew where oh, it was it, to give them directions to try to get there. So they get freed up just in yeah, time for Johnny Five to do his bit, <laughs> and then he gets. Now this is the only part of the movie that kind of carried any weight. Like they start, like if this was a human being, this would be like on the level of um, it's irreversible. It's like RoboCop. Like, it's like when they killed him in RoboCop. It's worse than what they killed him in RoboCop. Yeah. He's not like, I don't remember Murphy like pleading that much and begging for his existence. Well, also, like, this, like th- again, this goes back to the thing. Is this a fucking kid's movie? Because he's like, I'm alive. Don't kill me. Like, yeah. 
I, it, also, it's, like, it's like heavy. It's we very forgot. Heavy. We forgot that one of the wet bandits is like a technophile, so he like loves Johnny Five, and he's like, he's a he's an AI. Like you don't understand. But like his character, like completely changed. When the guy tells him to kill him, he has like one second of indecision, and then just decides to murder Johnny Five, which is fucking retarded. But then, so, but Johnny Five takes so, control of a remote, uh, r- remote control airplane that just happens to be there. That's how he gets right. out. So he he narrowly escapes permadeath. He's all <laughs> fucked up. Uh, you get um, Michael McKeon finds him. Fisher Stevens has been arrested, I guess, for the diamonds, for the diamond heist. Well, of course. And then around. in a series of events that allows the cops to let Fisher Stevens run around unhandcuffed and go on calls and patrol. They take him to where uh, Michael McKeon repaired Johnny Five in the neighboring Radio Shack. Yeah, and then Johnny also, Five's also like product placement for Radio Shack. Like they're like, "Oh, what is this?" It's just like this huge Radio Shack black. Johnny Five goes all chopping mall and like gets all like punked out and goes yeah. to go hunt and kill these people that tried to kill him. Which is and there's like- a real there's a real interesting moment where he's like. So wait, they just put you in a cooler, but they tried to take me apart. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like yeah, and but so Johnny Five is filled with murderous rage, <laughs> and he's going to kill them now. He's got a a robot mohawk at this point. Yeah, he's got like chains all over him. He has like uh, yeah, yeah. He looks like a fucking wastelander. Spikes on his shoulders. He's missing he's like an a- eye. He's like an emo Wally. His voice yeah. has changed a little bit, which is fucking hilarious. So then he goes out and he, they hunt down the criminals and they beat ass. And then Johnny Five almost dies. And then he gets uh, defibbed back into consciousness. And then he gets gold plated and becomes an American citizen. Yeah. Well, we, and they're all they're all rich because they get like the biggest toy contract in history. Yeah, they made Tickle Me Elmo basically, and and Johnny Five, and that that's the end of the movie. It's, uh, it, it's a it's a real mixed bag. Alec, what'd you think? I fucking loved this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like most movies, even if I haven't seen them before. Like, in today's day and age, having my phone on me, like I'm like happy. Oh sure. If I'm not in the theater, like I was. If I wasn't looking up like the shit about the movie, right. I was fully, fully engaged with this. Like I loved it. I thought it was like I can see his flaws, and you absolutely should never have somebody playing somebody of a different race. Yeah, that's like, that, bad. That, that <laughs> it's so super bad. problematic. It's... But like, I don't know, man. This movie it worked. It worked for me. That last. So when he gets almost killed. Like, is heart wrenching. It is very sad. That That's is. In this, that last scene where they're playing uh, hero the whole time. Yeah, when yeah, he yeah. Takes down Oscar. That's fucking wild. <laughs> so pumped up watching that. That part is that part that reminded me when I was a kid because I think it was the first time I heard hero and I was like genuinely like yeah emotionally like concerned. My only problem with it is, is that Johnny Five is so big and clunky. Like he's obviously going incredibly slow. It, it felt like that scene in that uh, WWE movie we watched, where Shawn Michaels like was trying to run for that boat, but like he can't run anymore. So it was just <laughs> like they kept cutting back, and he was just like kind of hobbling towards his destination. Um. Okay. All right. 
yeah, there's like, there's, it's not perfect. It has problems. Like there are definitely a lot of people in this movie that are not actors who shouldn't be like given speaking roles in movies there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the main character has to, well, the main human character has to lie and deceit the woman that he wants to date to try to get her to go on a date with him and kind of basically stalk her to get there. I mean, that's but, just natural. That just happens. I mean, mm, you know, it's another example of a movie that you could not make now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could easily make this movie now. You just cast an actual it would be totally Indian different. person in the Indian role and get rid of the stalking. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you'd have to change. You'd have to tone it down a lot. This movie, for a movie that's supposed to be for kids, it's like there's so many, like, that was my biggest problem with the movie, right? Like, I, I enjoyed aspects of it, but I felt like, I felt like it was a kid's movie because Johnny Five, like, his humor is very, like, kid-friendly. But then everything else in the movie felt like it wasn't. Like, it felt like everyone was in it. Like, all the other characters were in different movies except for Johnny Five. Like, Johnny Five felt like a G-rated kids cartoon, which is fine. But then, like, everybody else was, like, very adult and talked about very adult things. It was just very... I don't know. It was very tonally weird for me. Like, I don't know. Maybe these were just how movies were for kids in the nineties. I don't remember. Um, I mean, movies for kids in like the eighties and nineties, like all, they didn't give a fuck about kids. Like, yeah. what they thought. All they did, all it had to be was either have like an animated character or like a Johnny five. Or what was that movie with like the little UFOs? Oh, uh, batteries not included. Not included. Also, Steve Gutenberg movie. Um, like shit like that. Like that movie. Like it doesn't need some like big hook. Yeah, I guess you're right. They can make they can make toys of to sell to kids. Yeah, and they did. I mean, you know, I used to think Johnny Five was awesome. Like I just found he him is awesome. I just found him really no. His voice is really irritating. I felt like in this movie, like I don't know, and like Gogs, what do you think? It took me three days to watch it. <laughs> Damn. We have very different takes. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I remember liking it as a kid. I don't remember. I did not. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, I feel like the plot's all over the place. You could tighten that up quite a bit. Like, you could cut out a lot. I w- I really wish that they would have just focused on like one storyline. If they focused on him wanting to be more human and like his like perception of himself and like what defines you as like like they made like they turned into like a Deus Ex movie or something. Then well, yeah, like you don't need the burglar. Like you don't need the whole diamond burglary subplot. I don't know. There's all sorts of ways he can like explore his humanity. I guess you could, you do need that in a way. You need, what you need, you need to have him experience some sort of incident like that, that like kind of affirms, you know, he's not just a piece of machinery. Like that's the only part that carried any weight with me. It's like, what about particularly fun where Johnny five gets arrested? (laughs) And the cops are like, what are we supposed to do? He's a robot. Yeah, I do love like, that when they keep like, all right, who's controlling him? Who's got the remote? Right. Well, that was that was a part of the movie too that blew my mind. Like, so 
like almost towards it's when they got kidnapped. It's when Fisher Stevens and, and Michael McKean got kidnapped where like Fisher Stevens explains to uh, Michael McKean that, that Johnny five is an AI. And it's like, how did he not realize this up until that point? Like he's been autonomous the entire time. He showed up in a box and started talking I and interacting. I, I thought he always acknowledged that Johnny five was like an AI, like a, like mm. a, no, because Michael McKeon in that freezer scene is like, so if we if he gets his power taken out, he'll die. Like that's when Michael McKeon realizes that Johnny Five is an AI and ostensibly a living creature. It's oh, very- I, think Fisher, I think he meant Fisher Stevie. John Michael McKeon doesn't care. Michael McKeon's a piece of garbage. But like, how does he not come to that realization like immediately? He's been having full, he he's been having he conversations with him the entire time. He tried to sell him. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange to me. Michael McKeon's Mike McKeon's whole turnaround on Johnny Five and everything, that's like a good that's a good story. Like that's the story I like the most. Oh, there's character arcs abound in this movie. <laughs> like it's nothing but arcs. It's yeah, it's all character arcs. Johnny Five has a character arc. Michael McKeon has a character arc. Fisher Stevens no one that does, does not doesn't have a character arc. No, he sucks. His character is terrible. His character's the same thing from day one to, you know, day whatever, the, seven. Like, it takes place over a week. The uh, the toy the executive toy girl. girl, like, I don't know what her purpose was at all. Just, you know. Plot. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know what's a more interesting movie? More. Here it is. X-Mon. Michael McKeon, Michael McKeon accidentally gets shipped Johnny Five. And then him and Ben have to go on some sort of, like, adventure to go find Benjamin. That's and better. over the course of over the course of that, Michael McKeon grows like they get into hijinks, and Michael McKeon grows to appreciate the fact that Johnny Five is a real thing. I like that. Also, it limits the amount that the brown face has to be on screen. <laughs> right, like you just got to be like, oh, it shipped to the wrong house. It becomes three men and a baby, but now it's just one man and a robot. Yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> Where were you in 1991 or whenever this movie came out? Jack it off. <laughs> you were jacking off. This movie came out in '98. 90. Oh, definitely. Wait, it came no in... Way. 88. 88. 80, yeah. Oh, okay. 98? No How problem. much do you think this movie cost? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, Johnny Five cost $11 million, so it's got to be <laughs> north of that. It's got to be... Gox, he didn't actually cost $11 million. It's, it's part of the movie. Oh, How much? no. And those diamonds were $37 million, so just right off of that... In also, of- also not real. You're, over, you're right about 50 mil. So I'm going to say $120 million. <laughs> I'm going to say $40 million. Fifteen. $15 million? Well, you know what? It looks pretty good for $15 million. Robots look fucking great for $15 million. They said they made five of the robots for the different shots. Five fully functioning robots. They made all that off of 15 wow. mil. And I understand they weren't actually AI and not alive. But. Well, no, I mean, but Johnny Five, like his the like puppet or whatever you want to call it, like he moves well. Like he's he's a big clunky. That's cool. He's a big clunky design, but like they do they do a good job making him like emote. You know what I mean? And like interact. Yep, it made twenty one million in box office. What the first one make? You got that up? Because that that must have been a hit if this one came. Um. Out. It said this made less than half of that, so I'm guessing that made over 40. Oh, I see. Hmm. Who directed this? Did he do Some anything? Guy. 
He has like Steve. The guy who directed this has directed some a few other things, but nothing good. Nothing. He directed good. Steel. Oh shit! <laughs> he directed Steel. He directed a bunch of Alienation movies on TV. Oh god! The Alien- first one had a budget of nine million and made forty-one. Oh shit! It's a banger. All right. Well, let's get Certified into banger. Let's get into five knuckle shuffle time. Uh, Alec, I think I already know, but <clears throat> uh, this is going to be an eight. Thank God it wasn't <clears throat> a ten. I was I was really expecting a ten. I can't give it a ten just because <laughs> the eights and the stalking. Each yeah. one of those knocks it down a point. Knocks it down a point. Yeah, but uh, I love this movie. I thought it was a blast. Like I don't, we've watched both for the show and outside of the show a lot of. Uh, nostalgia films over the past however many years. Sure. The past 225 episodes. 225. ruined. Yeah. But uh, for me, this did not ruin anything for me. I loved it. Yeah. I respect that. You... Um, is anyone else surprised that they haven't revisited this franchise? I feel like Johnny Five is a character that I'm shocked they haven't tried to remake yet. God, they'd make well, it now. Doing it'd 30 be years. Animated. It wouldn't be practical. Oh, it would, it would look like shit. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be all sleek. They did remake it. They made Wally. Yeah. It's set a thousand years in the future and everybody's dead. When Chappie. You know what they should do? They should do that robot. Remember that robot like navigation system that was in Interstellar? Just that big black box. Oh, the TARS? <laughs> yeah, just make that. <laughs> It's like Johnny 23. It's just yeah. a black box. What a weird design. Uh, God. It's like a six. Like, I don't know. I don't... I got lucky that the, the rent versus buy ratio was three to 12. Otherwise, I'd own this movie. But, um, I don't know. Like, there's... I can't see past its flaws. Like... There's too much plot. It's too busy. There's, I don't, I care about one aspect. I care about the scene where Michael, the scene where Johnny Five gets beat up and he's pleading for his life and the scene where Michael McKeon patches him up carry a lot of weight. It's a really good scene. It is. I feel like him, him getting patched up is a better scene than his like murder scene, but it's still, they're both good scenes. They're both really good scenes. They're the best things in this movie. And then I will not lie, the whole bit where he's chasing down dude in a boat to hero, or I need a hero. Yeah. I like that. I'm into that. Did you? <laughs> but like, it ain't it, the, the that that. There's a lot of fat and stuff that could be. There's a better movie in here somewhere. Um, I can see that. The, the robot looks good, um, but everything else is sort of just like a like a big old. See, they fucking took a whole bunch of ideas. It's like when we write a song and we just take a bunch of post-it note ideas and throw them <laughs> up against the wall. Like, here's a script. That's how we get. And every pop- once in a while, you find a little nugget of like real good in there. Like the the fucking. That's how we got ple- puppet dick. Is- yeah, <laughs> him pleading for his life and Michael McKeon patching him up are two genuinely like heartfelt moments well, that like that like fuck you up. I feel like those that scene is so good. That's something where like you could have made the whole movie around that scene. Like you really should have built to that scene because um, it's so strong. So yeah, I, I don't right. disagree with that. But yeah, that's where I, that's where I stand on it. Like I'm not. I don't. Remember, I remember liking it more when I was a kid. 
All right. Who's left? Me. You. Uh, Teagles. It is a... It's a... Uh, it's a six for me, dog. It's not bad. It's not like a terrible movie, but it, it's got a lot of fat to it. The parts that are good are really good. Like, Johnny Five's design is great. Like, I think all the actors, aside from Fisher Stevens, like, he's even not bad at what he's doing, but what he's doing is just awful. Like, it's, I, I don't know, I'm looking at this with fucking 2020 eyes. Like, the fact that he's uh, he's brown-facing it the whole time is really, really bad. Like, and the fact that nobody was like, uh, we ought to not do this. I mean, you had Soul Man come out, I think, the year before this. So I guess, like, Hollywood executives were like, fuck it. Just fucking do it up. Just cast white people in everything. Yeah, um, there was no pushback. No, even back then. Like, I remember, as well, I mean, as a kid, like, I didn't realize, I think we all said this, but I didn't realize Fisher Stevens was white. I legit didn't. Now, I mean, obviously now, watching it, you're like, oh, God. Like, I, I, I obviously. <laughs> oh, <this is> awful. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't know, as a fucking fucking goofy stupid kid like i didn't realize he wasn't white but like it's bad like somebody should have known better and it's (laughs) it's just like it's so awful and like even like his subplot they don't they i guess they kind of resolve at the end that he wants to be a citizen is kind of gross and like well of course you got to throw that in because he's indian or whatever it's like eh. um but there's just too many things in this movie like the fucking toy executive that goes nowhere. The fucking romance between her and Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens' character in general, you really could have just cut out of this movie completely. Just come up with some other scientist that worked on the Johnny Five Project who is, I don't know, a, a, maybe a person of color that's actually a person of color. That'd be nice. Um, the The comedy isn't funny. Like, it's like kids' jokes. And I don't, again, as I said before... Like, I feel like it's at odds with the way everyone else handles the movie. And it's just weird to me. Um, But I like the cast overall. I mean, I like Michael McKeon a lot. I think he does a good job as this, like, kind of old school sort of just, like, scumbag, like, grifter guy. But he's still kind of likable. I felt like that character archetype was very popular in the 80s and 90s. Um but uh, and the, the, there is fun moments in this movie. I, the hero scene, while I think it's ridiculous, is hilarious. Him turning into like a murder robot is funny. Like I don't know if it's intentionally funny, but it's very funny. Uh, him swinging like Tarzan style, complete with Tarzan scream, like on a boat when he's like the most big awkward thing. It's like a fucking tank. And there's a great line in this where the cops towards the end of the movie, like, like Michael McKean and Johnny five, Johnny five is literally going to like kill these guys. And Michael McKean's with them. And they're going to have like a, basically a gang fight, which is fucking hilarious. And the cops show up and like the dispatch is like, we have a report of a man fighting with a forklift or something. It's some, yeah. yeah. It's something like that. It's great. Um, but like, it's, it's really disjointed. Cause even that scene ends like really abruptly. And then Johnny Five is like, is, is going to die, and then he doesn't, and then he's gold, and then the movie's over. Like, 
I agree with Gogs that I think that there's a much better movie in here. I think everybody's trying. I just think the script is a mess. See, I didn't even talk about the fucking burglars. Like, they move into this building to build these toys, and then all of a sudden, these guys pop out of the floor, and they're like, what are they doing here? We're building this tunnel to get through this bank. And it's like, uh, what? Like, I don't know. There's, like, too much going on in this movie. Uh, I You need to, like, smash it together a little bit. Um, but again, it's not awful. It's, and it's, it, it, it invoked a reaction. So it's, it's higher than a five and it's not terrible. Like it's well made It's in ways. It's in focus. Well, I mean, it's not, (laughs) it's, it's, it like looks okay. Like it's not shot particularly poorly. Um, I don't know. So it's like a six for me, dog. Uh, yeah. So that's it. Uh, I don't know whose pick is it next week. Don't say gogs. Don't say gogs. Well, the good news to, is I don't want to watch like long ass. That's a long ass movie. The good news is because we're all quarantined, we can watch it at our own pace. How long? Don't is, have to be up to like one in the morning recording. How long is Bicentennial Man? It was like easily two hours plus. I'm pretty sure. Oh, one more thing about Short Circuit Two. This movie did not need to be. It's like over two hours long. Yeah, it's well, an hour. Need, it's two hours. And, 10 minutes, isn't it? Was that it? I don't know. It felt long. It was under two hours. It was an hour 10 or an hour 10, 110 minutes. That's like an hour and 10 minutes. What? How many minutes? How many minutes are in an hour? I wish. How many pots have you smoked? <laughs> it's like lightning in a pan. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll figure out whose pick it is next week. I guess it'll probably be Gogs because I still don't know what I want to pick. I should have done my research. God, I don't want to watch. I so do not want to watch Bicentennial, man. Now you're burnt. I know. You, you're hoping God's misses a week. So I know. You don't have to Bicentennial, man. I fucked up because I could have. I could have. I, I wasted my birthday pick because we could have watched Turbo Kid this month since Apple's a robot. Oh, yeah. But, oh, well. Shit. I uh, still can't believe Alec doesn't like that movie. That is shocking. It's fine. Uh, anyway, all right, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, everybody stay safe and, uh, you know, fuck your own ass. Actually, you know what? This week, don't fuck your own ass. Go find a cop and fuck them in the ass. How about that? I like that. Yes. Off. Kirk, Kirk cut. <laughs> Just no, they'll like that. Maybe they won't. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Bye everybody. <laughs> He is leaking, he will run out of power and he will die. Where have all the good men gone and where are all the gods? Where the streets wide earth and leads to fight the rising on? It's a narrow white night and all the fire is deep. Late at